This is a murder mystery podcast told week by week by Matt Stewart as we try to get to the bottom of this cruel crime. Hey, it's Matt Stewart here to break down the case of now dead Alan Jackson. It's been about five months since the body of Alan Jackson was found and they're still searching for clues to who did it. The death of Alan Jackson shook the whole town of Cyrus, especially all of his friends and family since the day he went missing. No one, including his friends and family, had heard anything from him for days after he'd went missing. They realized something was really wrong. They asked all around town, all his family and friends, if they had heard from him, but nothing happened. Days went by, and it had been close to a week now that he had been missing, so his parents decided to call the cops on September 25th, around 4.30, to file for a missing persons report. This was really weird for something this big to happen in a small town like Cyrus. The town was all so close, everybody knew everybody. It was really a home-settled feel around town. The police had never had something like this happen really around this area for a long time. Everybody around town started to help out looking for Alan and searched, but nothing would turn up. The cops started to break down where he was last and where they thought he might have went. They asked all of his friends and family to find out who had been with him last. They all met up with one of his friends, James Patrick. They were in town at their parents' house for the weekend. I actually got to meet up with James to talk to him about what was going on involving all this that happened. I sat down with James to talk to him about what happened that night. James has a big role in the night that Alan went missing. James was one of Alan's best friends growing up. Alan moved to town when he was five, and him and James just clicked, having all of their classes together and playing all sports side by side till they graduated. James broke down the night for me from his perspective. Hey, so I'll try and break this down as best as I can, but everything is still kind of a shock to me. We all started day drinking at my house, Rico, Alan, Trey, and all those boys. Then we went to the SMI, and I remember Rico and Alan getting into an argument actually over Julie. Who's Julie? I don't know, some hooker Rico used to date, and apparently Alan was sleeping with her. Did they get physically with each other? Yeah, we had to break them up. What Then what happened? Uh, I'm pretty sure Rico went home eventually, and Alan stayed for a few more. Concrete evidence, I would say. Rico and Alan physically fighting at the SMI because Julie... Then Alan goes missing later that night. Although this seems like it should be a case closed, Rico did it. However, the only person who can back this story up is James. I talked to a few more people that were at the SMI that night, and this is what they told me. I actually got to reach out and talk with Trey, a mutual friend of all the guys, through a phone call and heard about his perspective of the night Alan went missing because he was a big role in someone's alibi. Here's the conversation over the phone we had. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Trey. Can you tell me about the night your friend Alan went missing and try to break it down for me as much as you can? Yeah, so basically we went to Alan's to drink around like 6 o'clock. After the boys were done work, uh, we planned on going to the SMI after, so... And at the SMI, there was a fight with Alan and Rico. What? A fight with Alan and Rico? Yeah. A fist fight? Yes, did you not know about that? No, I hadn't heard anything about it. Wait, you didn't know they fought outside the SMI because of Rico's ex-girlfriend? I had no idea. I didn't even see Rico's ex-girlfriend there. He never really said anything about that. I didn't see anything that happened. 
so Trey didn't even know about the fight. He then said that it was weird because he would have noticed a fight between his best friends, and he also said that they would always go for darts together, and since it happened outside, he would have saw that. I also got a hold of a few other friends of his, and they said they saw the same thing. So that makes me think, is James lying here about something? Why would he say there was a fight if no one can vouch for it? However, if James is telling the truth, it makes me believe that Rico is involved with this. However, I don't know what kind of guy Rico is, so I asked around to figure it out. Stacy didn't want her voice or name to be involved in the case, so we changed her name and voice. Here's the interview I had with her. She really broke down her connections with people and her relationships with the main suspect, Rico. Hi, so you're Stacy, Rico's childhood friend? Uh, yes, we've been friends since kindergarten and we still go out together. So what kind of guy is Rico? Always the guy to help you out with whatever you want. If you needed something, he would do it in a second. Very funny too, goofy. He was always the guy to be doing dumb shit at a party. So overall a good guy? Uh, overall, yeah. But sometimes he had a pretty bad temper, especially over little things. One time, him and I were sleeping together and that's all it was, nothing else. And then I slept with Trey, one of his buddies. And he absolutely went crazy on Trey, saying he was going to break every bone in his face if he ever touched me. That's all that Stacy had to say because she isn't the one that wants to be the deciding factor of who goes to jail for a life sentence. That interview does dive into a heavy backstory of Rico's, though. Sounds like a shady guy, right? Rico was a guy that didn't want to be talked to either, hiding from media and people around the town for weeks. Finally, I got in touch with him. He didn't want to say too much, but it was good to hear from him. Here he is. Hey, it's Rico. How's it going? It's going good. You're a hard guy to find. I like to lay low, not bug people too much. I understand. Can you go ahead and tell me about your aspect on the case? This case is taking a beating on me. I try to not look into it too much because most fingers are pointed at me. There's a rumor going around about a fight between me and Alan that night. I'd say it was more of a disagreement. You know, all this blaming going around really hurts someone. I'm 100% confident that I didn't do this to a childhood friend of mine. But when everyone is saying that you did it, you kind of start to second guess yourself. Did I do this? That's what I'm going to leave this at. Come to me with facts, not rumors. Thank you for your time, Rico. I think it's not fair to decide off of just one episode who committed the murder, but it's a start though. We now have more information to build off of. I'll be talking with all these people again because this is only the beginning of what seems like a deep, questionable case that has many factors that need to be put into perspective. We now know a lot more about the suspects and what they're like. I think this is a really good start with all the information I was given from all the suspects to start piecing this together. There's still so much behind this story. It's going to take a while to get everything broken down and put into the right story. On next week's episode on Small Town Murder Mystery, we'll be getting into the call from a girl that found a body on her run in the Sandhills. We'll dive into why the location of the body is important and someone slipping up on knowing where the body was before that information was released to the public.